Come early, be loud, and make a difference at the LNC this Saturday, January 8th at 5 p.m. Discounted upper-level tickets are now available for all OU alumni. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner. When you have suffered a major loss, your head might be spinning. So many things can run through your mind. Is my family safe? How am I going to rebuild? Which restoration company will I be working with? After you've determined your family is safe, you should call Brown O'Haver. They will help you with the major questions you'll be facing. They will educate you on insurance claims, how to rebuild, and determine what is salvageable before someone else tells you or bills you for your own property. 405-735-5510 is the number you need to call after you've suffered a loss. Needing a fresh start in 2022? How about a new year, a new you, and some new shoes? Hey, it's Chris Plank from Brown Shoe Fit in Norman. Go see my guy Steve and his knowledgeable team that can help fit you with the right shoe to jumpstart your new year of health and wellness. Whether it's for running, walking, hiking, or just everyday comfort, they carry the biggest and best brands for everyone in the family, like Hope, New Balance, Brooks, Birkenstocks, and Clarks. Go buy Brown Shoe Fit to get your perfect fit at 2427 West Main Street in Norman, behind Chick-fil-A, next to Hobby Lobby. Oh yeah, let's do this! Locked in with McComas and Thune on this Wednesday. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, we got you for the next hour. And you know what we do here. We talk OU football, we talk OU recruiting. And I promise you, well I can't promise you this, but the hope is that by the end of the week, we're going to have an open, Parker, and not just be bumping in with uh, gold on the ceiling by the Black Keys. Well, okay? there you go. we got to get, get the big voice guy on it, huh? <laughs> we'll have that soon coming up, uh, I can assure you of that. By the way, who is the big voice guy? I've never heard him refer to anything other than the big voice guy. Jeff Berlin is our big voice guy. Okay, there you go. So, yeah, that's, that's his name. Nobody knows who he is outside of uh, probably people in the industry. But, uh, yeah, that's our big voice guy. He's got a big voice. Hey, uh, OU football, OU recruiting, it's what we do. I promise we'll get to that. But I actually want to lead today with why I feel better about the Porter Moser hire than I did 24 hours ago. And, hey, 24 hours ago, I felt good about the Porter Moser hire. Don't get me wrong. It's not like my mind completely changed. But I don't think at any other point throughout this process have I said more, yeah, this is the dude. This is exactly what they needed. And I agree with you. What, what, are you, what are you guys talking about? They lost by 10 points last night. How can you have more confidence that he is the guy? Because it was everything that he said after the game that proved to me that he's the right guy that Oklahoma needs to make um, some pushes in the Final Four here in the future. Look, by all accounts, OU played pretty well last night. Now, they didn't rebound worth a flip, and they didn't shoot the three ball all that well. But in every other aspect of the basketball game, I think we all came away pretty encouraged with what we saw last night, right? But at the end of the day, they lost the game. And Porter Moser didn't do his interview with Toby last night, and he didn't do his post-game interview with the media and say, yeah, well, we were close. You know? I mean, we played really well tonight. I mean, we gave the number one team in the country all we wanted. No, he said, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that we gave it the old college try. Um, he called the, the loss heartbreaking. I mean, he used some different things and, and really gave off the vibe that, like, look, we're not okay with just losing to the number one team in the land by 10 points. I loved, 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 loved Parker Thune, the tone that this head coach gave away last night. There's no more we're close speeches around here. 
That whole attitude and mentality is is out of Norman, and a new era is in with not only OU basketball, but OU football as well. If Oklahoma crashes the boards at all last night, they win that game, Tyler. And that that very reality and that fact alone tells you how far this Oklahoma basketball program has come in 13 games under Porter Moser. Because make no mistake about it, that Baylor basketball team is the best in the country, and I'm really not convinced it's close right now. They're the best coached. They're the best all around. They have so much talent, and they are so well-oiled. And so for Oklahoma to go to the Farrell Center last night and give the Bears all they could handle for about 38, 39 minutes of that basketball game, and you look at that, you look at how it all unfolded, and a couple things swing the other direction, you're maybe talking about Oklahoma walking out there with an upset victory. And if that happens, it's the biggest win for OU basketball, like we were talking about yesterday, in probably a decade or two. Yeah. Yeah, and and the players realize how close they were, but the tone that they're getting from their head coach is, you know, there's a lot of teachable moments in that game. We cannot be okay. We cannot be satisfied with just playing it close. Again, he, he told the media that loss was tough to swallow last night. I love that. Thank you. Yes, that is exactly the mentality that needs to be around here to where losing is not okay, it's not accepted. There are some teaching moments that need to come out of even moments last night for a long stretch of minutes was really good. So it's just, I I don't, I'm sitting here today not trying to sunshine pump, just trying to be straight up really honest with you guys. I feel better about this hire, and I felt good about it before. I feel really good uh, finding out even more about what this dude's all about after a tough loss. As you should. This team isn't elite, and the expectation wasn't that they would be elite in the 2021-22 season. But they're a really good basketball team. They're going to win a lot of games in Big 12 play, and they're going to be a very tough outcome NCAA tournament time. That's the reality, because Porter Moser has a team that plays frenetic defense, and they shoot the ball well, generally speaking. They could have played a lot better last night. They will work out the kinks, and I have no doubt that when they get their second crack at the Lloyd Noble Center against Baylor, you're going to have every bit as good of a basketball game as the one you watched last night, and it very well could swing the other direction. Blaine, via the Air Comfort Solutions text line, says, quit dogging on Kruger. He never said we're close. I don't think we're no, dogging on Kruger. I, 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 I think we're dogging yeah, on Mule Shoe yeah, more than anybody. Yeah, he, he got drugged into that. I, I, I didn't mean to you know, throw any bad shots there at Lon Kruger. It's just it goes back to – I. I for all the good things that Lon did, and, and Lon did a lot of great things. He took a team to a Final Four. But I, I do think that there needed to be a change, um, maybe with mentality in the program. And, and Porter Moser continues to show, I think all of us, more and more that he's the exact guy at the right time to, to come in. But look, I, 5 from 20 from three-point range. you got to be better than that. You, you can't give up 12 off, offensive rebounds to a team like Baylor. You can't give the number one team in the country – that many second chances but what you can be proud of last night is the efforts and the fight I mean those two things were absolutely there and you know what's the old saying that a team takes on the personality of the head coach well I think we saw that last night in the personality of of this year's team and I would imagine that it's moving going that way moving forward is hey when OU plays the number one team on the road that's when you may see their most fight that's when you may see their most toughness Baylor had, what, a 19-game winning streak entering last night on the road against the defending national champs? Oh, you didn't care, man. Oh, you didn't care. They, 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 there was a ton of effort. There was a ton of fight. I, I think 
I think you 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 very you definitely need to be encouraged if you're an OU basketball fan moving forward. And on paper, right, a roster with eight transfers and four incumbents from last year's roster has absolutely no business hanging with the number one team in the nation on their home floor. But Oklahoma did that, yeah. and that's a testament to just how good of a coach Porter Moser is and the direction that this program is headed under his leadership. All right, now to football. Uh, Brandon Drum at OUinsider.com, your guy, saying that OU is getting J.R. Sandlin in as the recruiting coordinator. How about that? You like this? I like that a lot. Really? J.R. Sandlin's a guy that is very well respected in the college football community. He's been on staff at Tennessee, been on staff at Alabama, been on staff at Notre Dame. Most recently, I think he spent eight years at Jacksonville State, which is an interesting place for a guy like him to be in the long term. But you take a look at his scope of influence. He's got something like 92,000 Twitter followers. The guy is extremely popular. He's been extremely influential. And you add him to a recruiting department that already features Drew Hill as your director of player personnel and guys like Chip Viney, uh, pardon the pun, chipping in in the recruiting efforts. And you have to be really, really excited, especially with the addition of J.R. Sandlin and Thad Turnipseed, as to where Oklahoma's support staff is headed. Sure. Yeah, and and he was at Bama 2010-2013, like you said, as a recruiting grad assistant. He was the director of recruiting uh, 2013 at Tennessee. 2013 to 2014, he was at Notre Dame as a recruiting analyst. And yes, Jacksonville State from 2014 to 2021 as the recruiting coordinator and a tight ends coach. And it just seems like... And maybe this is, you know, one of the things that Brent Venables, you know, said to, to Joe C and the OU administration before he took the job is, hey, um, I want to come to OU. Trust me, I want my first crack at, at, at a head coaching gig to be at the University of Oklahoma. But we've got to put in more into the recruiting side. And it looks like, Parker, they're doing exactly that. O- OU's putting maybe some more emphasis on personnel on the recruiting side, which I-, I think should excite a lot of people. And here's the thing. When Mule Shoe left, I tell you what, the donors, the BMDs at the University of Oklahoma, they got to the point where they were willing to pony up a whole lot more money to put this program in good standing going forward as they prepare to make the transition to the SEC. Because I think it made everybody take a step back and realize, oh, we don't ever want to be in this situation again. Right. And we're going to take the necessary steps to make sure we aren't in this situation again where we have a bomb dropped on us and we don't know in that moment that the news breaks, Lincoln Riley's going to USC, we don't know what the future of our football program looks like. And so when you have the pillars in place in terms of support staff, in terms of player personnel guys, in terms of a coaching staff on the field, an analyst off the field, and a well-rounded, holistic football program from the top down. That gives you all the more of an advantage as you prepare to make the transition to the powerhouse conference in college football, as well as it gives you some degree of insurance against something like that sure. ever happening again. Yeah, and, and you don't want to be operating at a, a deficit you know, against Texas A&M, against Alabama, um, two programs in the SEC that have a ton of staffers. I, like, I don't think it was a, a secret that you know, prior to a month ago, OU didn't have the same number of staffers that a school like Alabama and a school like Texas A&M did. And I, I don't know necessarily what LSU's working with other than bag men, and what Auburn's <laughs> working with, other than bag men. But you know that Georgia, Bama, and A&M have, have several people on staff in designated roles, and you, and you, you got to get closer to the that. same approach yeah. as well. you got to get closer to that money. if you want to recruit on the same you know, 
on the same level as those teams out there. And here's the thing. Everybody I talked to close to the program has reiterated the same sentiment since Brent Venables uh, took the reins at Oklahoma, and that is that when the move is made to the SEC, there are plans in place and there is momentum in the direction of Oklahoma being at no conspicuous disadvantage in any capacity as a football program than any of the top flight peers in the SEC. That's that's good news and that's good to hear because that hasn't always been the case here recently. And you like if you want to throw in the you know fifty seventh reason why OU is going to be better in the post Muleshoe era, it's it's exactly that, right? It's you know maybe they don't make these necessary changes if the staff stays status quo heading into twenty twenty two and beyond. But since he kind of left you in the middle of the night or in the middle of a Sunday afternoon, what, what whatever you want to say it has maybe forced some changes that were completely necessary heading into the SEC. And there were changes necessary, and there were changes. There, there was already change that was going to need to happen before Muleshoe left, but again, I think you go back to the fact that his departure accelerated that entire yeah. process exponentially. There were, there were moves that were on the table that were going to be made years down the road that immediately became a – you know, frontline type of priority across the program to make sure, hey, you know, when we walk into the SEC with whoever our new head coach is going to be, and a week later we found out it was going to be Brent Venables, when they step into the SEC, we're going to make sure that in every capacity, not just in terms of the on-field product, but in every capacity, whether that's recruiting, whether that's nutrition, whether that's administration, whether that's personnel, we want to be on par with the heavy hitters in the SEC because we want to be a heavy hitter in the SEC. Sure. Uh, J.R. Sandlin, not the only hire that's uh, being reported. How about the huge hire from last night? Literally the huge hire. Phil Lodholtz coming back to OU as a support staffer, huh? Six foot eight Phil Lodholtz that uh, played a big part of some OU offensive lines back uh, around 2008. Uh, he's been an O line analyst at Ole Miss for the past two seasons. I uh, I love this one, man, and I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is your next O line coach or anything like that, but. Um, I like the former player aspect, being involved in the university and coming back as a support staffer. I think that this is a this is a great thing for both sides, potentially. And here's another thing I'll add, and I'm not going to sit here and drop names because I'm not at liberty to do so right now, but Phil Lodeholt will not be the only ex-Sooner that Ooh, you see added to the staff. Okay. As at a, least from what I've heard. As a support staffer? Or, yes. Okay. At least from what I've heard. There are uh, the the wheels are spinning to try and get a whole lot more folks that uh, share that OU DNA involved with this staff. Interesting. Okay, well, hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Coming up next, what could be in the cards for OU in the transfer portal? We'll throw out a couple of names for you. Coming up next, it's locked in with McComas and Thune right here on the Ref. It's the Homeless Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. 
Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. You're simply the best. Happy New Year from all of us here at Riverwind. Come kick off 2022 in the best way. With a big win on the best new games. Don't miss our $80,000 Rockin' and Reelin' giveaway. With five times entries Mondays and Tuesdays. This might just be your best year yet. You're simply Pizza Hut has put a full-court press on your game day needs. Let us feed your team with one of Pizza Hut's big dinner boxes. Start with two oven-fresh one-top medium pizzas, then add five breadsticks or your choice of pasta or delicious wings. Or go wild and add a third medium one-topping pizza. Finding yourself in more of a one-on-one situation? Then our any pizza offer is for you. Get a large pizza, up to five toppings for just $11.99 when you carry out. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners. Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all Oklahomans, like our addition of Norman's first solar farm, the OEC Solar Garden. We pride ourselves in finding and creating solutions for today and tomorrow. Your trusted energy advisor, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. Life has a way of taking us places we'd never expect. But there are things you should expect, like exceptional service and a name you can trust. For more than 60 years, Oklahomans have trusted Bob Moore Auto Group to keep life running smoothly. So whether you're headed to Little League practice or the big game, we'll help you get where you're going. Visit us at Bob Moore Cadillac of Norman, Bob Moore Ford, or Bob Moore Nissan of Norman, all conveniently located on I-35 and online at bobmoore.com. Bob Moore, experience exceptional. The Sooners are Alamo Bowl champs, and nobody brought you better coverage all season long than the ref. OU and Tulane will be played in Norman this week. Hey, this is Caleb Williams' team now. This is Caleb Williams' team. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. You've heard the news by now. Lincoln is off to USC. That is happening. Who is OU's next head coach going to be? We're going to try to figure that out. We will be bringing you nonstop coverage of the new head football coach at the University of Oklahoma, Brent Venables. Caleb Williams releases a statement, said that he has entered the transfer portal. Dylan Gabriel's objective in entering the transfer portal in the first place was to reunite with Jeff Levy. And now you got Gabriel set to come to the University of Oklahoma. This is your home for Sooner fans. There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. Ref Sports Radio Network. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Fiener Home and Chapel in Moores continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. 
I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word, word on, on it. it. Walked in with McComas and Thune right here on The Ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune inside the Brian O'Haver Studios. Uh, breaking news, kind of, not really. We, we knew it was happening, but now it has officially happened. Caleb Williams has made his entry into the NCAA transfer portal. So, so there, there you go. go. Again, it's breaking news, but not really breaking yeah. news. Formality, in a sense. He's, he's, he's in the portal. Um, I... For his sake, I hope that he's not making a a giant mistake, Parker, because I say that with the thought that I, I don't think that he is going to end up in a better situation than what he left. And hey, maybe he's so good, maybe Caleb Williams is so good that he goes to Miami and makes it work. Maybe he's so good that he goes to UCLA and makes it work. Wherever he goes, maybe he's so awesome that he makes it work. But a lot of these schools that are being mentioned, he'd be the first guy in a long time to really, quote-unquote, make it work at another school. And I think he's leaving a a great program for some uncertainty in there. Right now, I think in terms of what these other programs across the country can offer to Caleb Williams, I think there's one school that can say with some degree of legitimacy that it's on par with Oklahoma in terms of the whole picture, and that's Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame has a lot to offer Caleb Williams. I'm not convinced that there's any other school across the country that can offer him more than Oklahoma. Yeah, in terms wh- of development, would, in terms of... Why would you say Notre Dame is on par with OU? Well, because, uh, A, the Marcus Freeman factor. Like, believe me, he is going to be very very successful as a football coach at Notre Dame. I mean very successful. Moreover, you have Tommy Reese, who's an up-and-coming young offensive coordinator, increasingly well-respected in the college football community, uh, and a guy that has demonstrated his acumen as a play caller. You have a roster that is going to be capable of contending for a college football playoff berth in the year 2022, and maybe a guy like Caleb Williams is what helps push Notre Dame over the top in that capacity. You have a rich, rich, and (laughs) not to mention affluent football tradition up there in South Bend. So there's a lot there at Notre Dame and in South Bend for a guy like Caleb Williams. And I think the other aspect of that is that he could come in and he would start immediately and it wouldn't even really be a conversation. Sure. Because, you know, sure they got Jack Cohn, they got Tyler Buckner, Caleb Williams is night and day better than both of those guys. He has the the freedom and he has the right and it's under the rules that he can make his decision to leave OU. I, I just hope that he's the one that actually gets to call the shots on this. I, I hope that he's the one making this decision, you know, entirely it's his own decision and not someone else's decision. And I I know that you can speak on that a little bit. I just I hope this is Caleb Williams' call at the end of the day is is what I'm saying because it's his future that's on the line and if he goes somewhere else and you know, struggles or doesn't turn into the first round quarterback we all thought that he was going to be, he's going to be heavily scrutinized and and this decision right here is could be one of the most memorable things about his entire playing career. And I know the conversation right now 
uh, among people tracking this process very, very closely. And I know the increasing sentiment, uh, moreover, is that this is all about NIL, right? This is all about money. He's just going somewhere where he can get paid. That's not the case. And I, I'm really not – I don't follow – that logic necessarily for two reasons. Number one is that Caleb Williams is freaking Caleb Williams. He is not going to be hurting for NIL dollars no matter where he goes because he is instantly the biggest name in that market. Regardless of the eventual destination, whether that's Oklahoma or whether that's elsewhere, Caleb Williams will have millions of upon millions of NIL dollars at his disposal if he wants them. Secondly, and I know I touched on this yesterday, what he will make as a collegiate quarterback in terms of NIL revenue, pales in comparison to what he's going to make the second he's playing NFL football. So the point in all of that, I think what I'm trying to get across in some is that it's a drop in the bucket in more than one capacity. Yeah, no, it it totally is. Uh, Bob Stoops joined us yesterday, and he he was talking about the difference in – like not even the difference in like fourth round money, the 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 life changing difference between second round money and first round money, and how big of a difference that he makes. So, yeah, I mean this decision for the next two years is going to heavily impact if he's going to be making that first round money, that life changing money on your first deal, or if you're going to make second round money and got to you know hope that you can get, can get to that next contract. So, and the other thing is, best of luck to him. Yeah, with. With Caleb Williams' stature being what it is nationally across the college football landscape, man, he better get this decision right. Yeah. Because this is the biggest decision in the history of the transfer portal era. Not not close. You don't want to be remembered for being the guy that chose to push all your chips to the middle and go find somewhere else to play your last two years of college ball, and then everything flops. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't think that does happen one way or another. I think Caleb's too good a football player for that to happen. But what I'm saying is – if you're going to go elsewhere, you better make dang sure yep. that where you're going is where you're comfortable and, and where you truly believe that you can thrive and flourish. And where you better be prepared to stay at for two more seasons, you know? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you better you better pick a place that is, is going to be where you want to be for next two years. Because you probably, I mean, if you, if you make another move in the portal, then you know, what, you know how it goes. Everyone's like, oh, it's Tate Martell 2.0. And that's another reason why I will, I will continue to say I think Notre Dame is probably the only other school that can go toe-to-toe with OU in this conversation is because that's the other thing Notre Dame can pitch to Caleb Williams that Oklahoma can pitch, but that I'm not sure any other school can pitch with 100% certainty, and that's stability. Sure, yeah. Hey, uh, before we get to the text line, there's a couple players out there in the transfer portal. I heard you and Steely talking about it earlier on uh, your show, Steel Man and Thune at Noon, from uh, noon to two every day right here on The Ref. Jackson Player, he announced last night, OU, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Baylor. He is the uh, TU guy in the portal. Uh, the tone that you guys were giving off is that it sounds like it's going to be very soon that he's going to announce OU. Is that right? Yeah, the interesting thing to watch there is Baylor made the final five for Jackson Player. He's a Waco native, played at Midway High School, was actually a prep teammate of Tanner Mordecai down there. And so uh, Baylor is going to have the pull of the hometown and all of this, right? But... At the same time, if you look at his final five, and particularly with Todd Bates coming in as Oklahoma's defensive tackles coach, OU is probably the safest bet for a guy like Jackson Player at the end of the day. So I'll be interested to see what becomes of that decision, but I would feel optimistic about where OU stands in that race. And no offense to our Tulsa listeners up there, 
But normally, if we're talking about a TU transfer to OU in football, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, I, <laughs> who knows if he's ever going to see the field. But OU's got spots to fill on the defensive line. And that they do. Sounds like this kid is pretty good. I'm not going to tell you he's the next Zaven Collins or anything like that coming out of TU. But it, it sounds like this isn't just a, you know, depth guy. Probably going to have a chance to, to, to play a lot of snaps next that year. That would be a guy that instantly is in the conversation to start on the interior of the defensive line just because you got Jalen Redmond at one of those defensive tackle spots, right? But who's the other guy? Is it Isaiah Coe? Is it Corey Roberson? Is it Josh Ellison? You throw Jackson Player into that mix, he's got as good as ch- a chance as any of those guys uh, to be able to earn the starting role. Another guy I would keep an eye on, name I would file away, C.J. Colden, cornerback at Wyoming. Six foot one, had ten passes defensed this year for the Cowboys. Just recently hit the portal. He'd have at least one year of eligibility potentially two if he filed for a medical hardship waiver, which would be a possibility because he missed all but three games back in 2018 uh, due to injury. But that's a guy that uh, I know for a fact has some interest in OU, and it sounds like there's some interest reciprocated there. So Jackson Player, um, I mean, you mentioned Baylor there, but you think that decision's going to come you know, pretty soon? Or is this going to be you know, a week or two process? <sighs> That's that's a good question. There's never an easy answer, right? Because, I mean, you think back to the first two guys that Oklahoma got in this cycle via the portal, Daniel Parker and McKay Mattire. Nobody even knew that Oklahoma had offered those right. guys. Yes, so yes, th- totally. th- those very much came out of the blue. So it's this is not like the recruiting process traditionally, and I think that's one of the key <laughs> discrepancies between the two, is that you never really know when stuff's going to go down in the transfer portal. And so there's always that element of uncertainty. I would imagine with the beginning of the spring semester creeping up that you're going to have a lot of decisions made and things fully resolved within the next week to a week and a half. Yeah, UCF had a wide receiver that entered into the portal. Of course, we know Jeff Lebby was at UCF. We know Dylan Gabriel was at UCF. This kid's a Hawaiian kid as well, like Dylan Gabriel. You know, there's some obvious ties there. Oh, you got a pretty good chance? I I would say so, if for no other reason than the Dylan Gabriel factor. Um, I don't know a whole lot about that particular situation quite yet, uh, but it sounds as though there would be some mutual interest there, and that may be a route that OU goes down. Cool. Air Cover Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. You want to get to a couple here before we hit a break? I can hear it buzzing in the background. uh, Yeah, let's see what people are saying. Why are we so sure Caleb's going to be so great and make great money as a pro? Could have said the same thing a year ago about Rattler. I mean, that's true, but I would still say that about Spencer Rattler. You give him a year at South Carolina, he's yeah. going to be a first-round pick, and he'll make a lot of money in the pros. Yeah, like Rattler still has that chance. Now, I, I think the quarterback draft class will be a, a little bit tougher than what it was this season. <laughs> to say the least, you know? yes. Um, but yeah, Rattler still has the chance to, to make some good money in the league, for sure. That's another interesting uh, discussion, and that's a whole different can of worms, too, is how much money did it cost Spencer Rattler for no other reason than the fact that he's staying in college an extra year. Like, you throw the play out the oh window, gosh, but man. the discrepancy between the talent pool and the t- class of 2022 at the quarterback position and the class of 2023, I mean, <laughs> it's not close. 2023, you're talking about guys like Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. I mean, the best quarterback in the 2022 class might be Carson Strong from Nevada. Yeah, or, or Matt Corral. I mean, and, and we'll see about you know his injury and how that affects things, but... Yeah, this is the most wide-open 
quarterback draft class that we've seen in in quite some time. Yeah, man. Spencer Rattler would have had it made. He really would yeah. have. And so, again, a year at South Carolina, and he might be right back in that first-round discussion, but the point at the heart of all of it is that there are going to be plenty of other guys at the core of that first-round discussion, guys like Young and guys like Stroud, that just – there are not players of their caliber in that conversation for the class of 2022. Sure, sure. A couple more here. Let's see, let's see. Now that they've opened the NIL bag, this is all going to be very difficult to reverse. Probably the best option to stabilize the current NCAA mess would be to re-implement a one-year eligibility weight on transfers. Hey, that, that sounds great, and that's as you know good of an idea as I've heard, but there's just one problem. We ain't going back the other way anytime soon. So I, I definitely worry about the long-term effects that this is going to put on the sports and what this might do to the overall interest of the sport, though I think college football is going to be okay at the end of the day for the amount of people that care. But that's a fine idea, just one problem. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners points out, interesting that Gonzaga College Preparatory High School in Washington, D.C., where Caleb attended, is a Catholic school like Notre Dame. I'm not sure that means anything. Um or at least not anything super significant in this whole conversation. But, yes, nice nice little point there. Uh, one of our listeners says, let the Lane Kiffin train run. Hashtag Ole Miss. Uh, does that mean for Caleb Williams or just in general? I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. I, um, I, I think that there's a lot of athletic directors out there that have cooled off on Lane Kiffin because the word has gotten out that, huh, Okay, well, maybe he's not the most hardworking coach out there. And wait, what? He wasn't really even calling the offense last year? And some other guy was really kind of doing all the work? I mean, is his interest really in football? Yeah, I think a lot of people out there are cooling off on the lane train uh, pretty significantly. Is his interest really at Ole Miss, too? That's the other thing. Well, we know that. Absolutely not. (laughs) He was like dying to take the Miami job about a month ago, and it didn't work out for him. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what other opportunities he gets here moving forward. Air Cover Solutions text line. Keep it coming. 405-651-3439. There are some wild predictions. Parker is a part of 247sports.com. They got 22 predictions for 2022. OU, USC, and Texas are all involved. We'll tell you about that next right here on Locked On, McComas and Thune. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. is full of anchors meant to keep you in place but the good news is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them so every time you raise a pacifico let it be a reminder to live life anchors up 
See you later, darling. I'm heading out to Central New Hollis. Not today, George. Remember, we have plans. Yeah, I'm going out there to Central New Holland, West I-40, Council Exit, South Service Road. And I'm going to pick up some parts and drop the baler off for a tune-up. Why don't you do it online at centralnewholland.net? Well, because picking up parts is a lot more fun in person. And as for service, well, you can't email a baler, darling. Did you know that Central New Holland has serviced everything we've ever bought there? New Holland tractors, balers, skid steers, with genuine New Holland service and genuine New Holland parts. Soon as we finish renewing our vows. Our vows? I thought we just did that. We did, George, but remember you failed the emissions test? Well, darling, I'm sure that happens a lot. Not right in the middle of the ceremony. For crying out loud, they had to evacuate the building. Oh, yeah, I remember. When the job is on the line, Central is a friend of mine. Next Gen. Experience the next generation of personal training at Norman's Next Gen Fitness. This is Miles, one of the trainers at Next Gen. Our unique design at Next Gen Fitness includes private and group personal training along with personalized programs that our elite trainers can provide for you. Call 405-360-0001 or stop by and let myself or our team of elite trainers train you. Next Gen Fitness, we've been social distancing for years. Norman, Edmund, Tulsa. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. The Sooners are Alamo Bowl champs, and nobody brought you better coverage all season long than the ref. OU and Tulane will be played in Norman this week. Hey, this is Caleb Williams' team now. This is Caleb Williams' team. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. You've heard the news by now. Lincoln is off to USC. That is happening. Who is OU's next head coach going to be? We're going to try to figure that out. We will be bringing you nonstop coverage of the new head football coach at the University of Oklahoma, Brent Venables. Caleb Williams releases a statement, said that he has entered the transfer portal. Dylan Gabriel's objective in entering the transfer portal in the first place was to reunite with Jeff Levy. And now you got Gabriel set to come to the University of Oklahoma. This is your home for Sooner fans. There's only one. There's only one. There's only one. Ref Sports Radio Network. Twenty-two predictions for 2022, according to 27, 247sports.com. As it pertains to college football, of course. Welcome back. It's Locked In with McComas and Thune right here on The Ref. Uh, number 18 on the list. All right, I'm not going to read all of them. Just read the ones that maybe you care about. Number 18 on the list. USC will win nine games or more in year one of Lincoln Riley. That's an interesting over-under. I See, here's the thing. Based on personnel, based on sheer talent, 
that USC has at their disposal right now, I would say no way. Yeah, four and eight last year. <laughs> They're not no a way. good football team. It's one of the worst but USC then again, teams they've had in a long time. Then again, it's also the Pac-12. So I'm like, well, is Lincoln Riley going to hit the transfer portal, bring in a few guys that are like instant impact guys? And again, the point is that that conference is not a difficult conference sure. to win football games in. So I don't know. I'd probably take the under, but like I, there's also a world in which I could see them winning nine games. Yeah, it's not like, like too outlandishly absurd. The roster isn't in a spot, and I for sure think that Muleshoe isn't just so awesome as a head coach, Pac-12 or not that he's going to up the win total in year one from four to nine or more. <laughs> yeah, give me, a, give me a break on that one. I will be taking the uh, under as well. At number 16 on the list, 22 predictions for 2022, <laughs> Brent Vittables starts 4-0 and in September. Huh? Okay, so like... Brent Vittables starts 4-0 and in September. Their bold prediction is that OU will beat UTEP, Kent State, Nebraska, and Kansas State at home. That's supposed to be some bold prediction, Parker. I I I don't know. I like I, I honestly feel like it would be a bolder prediction if you were to predict that OU doesn't start four and zero in September. Right. Yeah, I- exactly. But okay, you're telling me that OU's gonna beat UTEP, right? They'll be like a thirty plus point favorite. Beat Kent State, they'll be a huge favorite in that. Win at Nebraska, they'll be a huge favorite in that. And then beat Kansas State at home, like they'll be an unquestioned favorite in all four of those football games. But, what is what does okay. October look like? October, you Offhand, go... Offhand, do you know? Yeah, at TCU. Okay. Then you go play Texas after that. And, like, the point at the end of the description is, well, got a feeling that, uh, you know, oh, you will start off 4-0 with Brent Venables, but life in the Big 12 is going to be a little bit more of a rude awakening after that. Okay. I, we'll see. I, like... Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like it's very feasible that that team starts six and zero. Oh, very yeah, yes. feasible. Well, I I think like by betting lines, they'll be picked to start six and zero next year. I mean, I would think be, so too. I I think there's a very strong possibility they're a favorite in all. I think there's a very strong possibility that they're a favorite in every single game next year. Like ba- Baylor, I mean, like, you, you, yeah, legit. Who's going to be favored over them? Maybe Baylor. That game's in I Norman. Don't... I have a hard time see- thinking Baylor's. Gonna okay, be well, yeah, if Norman. it's in Norman, OU's probably favored. Then they get Bedlam in Norman too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they're underdogs next year. That's I, a good point. I mean, at the most, probably one, right? So the the hot take that coin OU, flip Baylor or Oklahoma State. The take maybe, that OU's going to start off four and zero is like, uh, yeah, of course they're going to start off four and zero. Duh. Okay, what's what's the next one on the list? Number three, Texas exit Red River ranked inside the top ten. Are we going to keep doing Woo! this every single year? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Like, We're going to keep doing it every single year. The 2021 season isn't even all the way over yet, and we're already on the hype train for Texas. So they're saying UT is going to exit the OU Texas game as a top 10 squad. So obviously they think that in year two of Steve Sarkeesian, they're going to be year one of Brent Venable. So there's that. I don't know if that means they think that they're going to beat Alabama in week two or not. God, I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all. But number th- the, the number three prediction Texas is going to be in the top 10 by mid-October. Man, I'm so Woo. tired of this. Well, Legitimately, is. like, I'm so tired. Why do we continue to make this a thing? Why is it that Texas is coming off a 5-7 and seven campaign 
in which they lost to Kansas at home, let's yep. not forget. Yep. And we're saying they're going to be a top 10 team nine months from now? It's a tradition unlike any other. It happens every single year. It just happened to be a little bit sooner like this than is, I realized. This is the definition of insanity, Tyler. Yeah. It is. But you know what? One thing I think is contributing to this, well, it happens every single year, so there's a lot of contributing factors. But Texas wins the signing day national championship? That and like everyone nationally, like Mike Farrell of Rivals put out this, you know, post last night. Is Oklahoma in big trouble? It's like there's this overwhelming thought nationally that OU is about to revert to a 4-8, and 5-7 and seven program. Like, OU is about to turn into what Texas has been in the past decade. And to me, that couldn't be further from the truth. And I don't know if people nationally aren't paying attention or not doing enough research into things or, or reaching out to people, whatever, but we're all sitting around here saying, look, OU's in a better spot than, than what they were six weeks ago. And no one else nationally realizes it. And I think the more people around here realize that, everyone's going to be like, okay, yeah, let's. everyone's going to be taken by surprise nationally, but OU's in a better spot. No one else realizes it, though, outside the state. It's just weird, man. Brent Venables doesn't get his due. That's what it boils down to. Brent Venables might legitimately, Tyler, be the most qualified first-time head coach in the history of college football. Yeah. Yeah, well, if, if OU starts off, you know, six and O or seven and O or eight and O next year, everyone nationally is going to be like, "Oh my God, I didn't see this coming! How did how did they how did OU do this? They hired a coordinator, and this guy went seven eight and O his first year. Yeah, I mean, it's going to shock everyone nationally, but not anyone around here. So I'll I'll enjoy that when it happens. It's tiring though. It is very. I don't tiring. get it, man. Like, I. <laughs> I tell myself every single year, okay, this is going to be the year that the national media finally stops buying into the Texas hype, right? It has to be because it's now been, what, 12 years since they played the national championship game against Alabama, and in that time, they've won double-digit games once, mm -hmm. once, and... Again, coming off a 5-7 and seven campaign, they lost to Kansas at home. I don't know how many more signs you need that this program is just not capable of competing at an elite level anytime soon. I, does, do we think that highly of Quinn Ewers? Like, is that it, do you think? Everyone, are people just, are they already anointing him? Yes, there's a false narrative going on around him. Now, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I've watched him. I've watched him in person. He's a good quarterback. He is not Superman, and I don't mean that as like a comparison to Caleb Williams. I meant that in a more little, literal sense than anything else. Like, he is not a superhero at the quarterback position, and he's not that university's savior. Well, uh, no pressure, kid, but that's exactly what he's kind of labeled as going into next year as the starter. You know, he is, he is being labeled as, all right, year two in the system with Sark. You got Quinn Ewers coming in. He's going to be the savior that turns things around. All right. I'll be watching. I'll be sitting back and watching if that happens. I got a really good guess as to what is actually going to happen there, but all right, point heard. We'll all sit back and watch it burn down again and laugh like we always do. Unbelievable, man. We'll close up Locked In with McComas and Thune coming up next. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. 
Big Boys Guns, Ammo, and Range is Oklahoma's largest family-owned, climate-controlled gun range. Shop our huge selection of new and used firearms and try before you buy with any of our hundreds of rentals on site. Big Boys Guns offers private lessons and classes for all skill levels at our 24-lane gun range with distances up to 25 yards. While you're there, ask about our many services such as appraisals, cleaning, board siding, and more. Just three miles west of Will Rogers Airport or at BigBoysGunsAndAmmo.com. Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today. The Women's Choice Awards are in for 2021, naming Norman Regional Health System as one of the country's best hospitals in multiple categories. These awards put Norman Regional in the top 10% in heart, stroke, and emergency care in the country. Norman Regional undergoes rigorous evaluations and prides itself on offering personalized care that caters to the needs of women. Visit normanregional.com to learn more. The Mont invites you to come by and enjoy our high-quality food and drinks in our historic atmosphere. The Mont has won numerous awards, including Best Restaurant in Norman, Best Appetizer for our Great Queso, Best Exotic Drink for the Original Swirl, the Best Patio Dining for our beautifully landscaped patio. Come see the Town Tavern, OU football scoreboards dating back to 1947. We'll see you at the Mont on the corner of Boyd and Classen, or call us at 329-3330. Needing a fresh start in 2022? How about a new year, a new you, and some new shoes? Hey, it's Chris Plank from Brown Shoe Fit in Norman. Go see my guy Steve and his knowledgeable team that can help fit you with the right shoe to jumpstart your new year of health and wellness. Whether it's for running, walking, hiking, or just everyday comfort, they carry the biggest and best brands for everyone in the family, like Hope, New Balance, Brooks, Birkenstocks, and Clarks. Go buy Brown Shoe Fit to get your perfect fit at 2427 West Main Street in Norman, behind Chick-fil-A, next to Hobby Lobby. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda, that's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, 10000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Your 23rd ranked Oklahoma women's basketball team is back at home and ready to continue Big 12 Conference play in front of the Sooner Nation. 
Join us at the LNC this Wednesday, January 5th at 6 p.m. as they look to continue their nine-game winning streak against the 12th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones. Groups of 10 or more are eligible for discounted tickets all season long. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. You might know that State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has great service. Cindy is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Norman. So call State Farm agent Cindy Nasher at 405-307-0500 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. Oh, boy, Tyler. Air Comfort Solutions text line. One of our listeners says, is Nick Evers going to transfer when it goes straight from Dylan Gabriel to Arch Manning? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Man. Is that, our, like, is that where we're already at? Ugh. The thing is, there's going to be all that. There's going to be plenty of noise for Arch Manning over the next year or so because Jeff Levy has a real good relationship with Arch going back to the – Obviously, his very recent days as Ole Miss offensive coordinator, but that is a circus that I'm not sure Oklahoma wants any part. Well, of. and and the more that I've kind of you know heard about the whole situation is he's got the last name Manning. Yep, but it sounds like that's not that he's a bad player. He's not. He's, he's not. not what he's not what he's built to be. If if his if he had any other last name, it sounds like he'd be a nice four star quarterback. Is, yeah, is that somewhere accurate? in that. Number 200 and number 300 range nationally, yeah. probably maybe a little bit higher. Maybe he creeps into the top 150. But, no, if if you put any other name on the back of his jersey, he's certainly not the consensus number one overall player in America at the prep level. So when you say that that's a circus that OU doesn't want to get involved in, I've also heard some things about his his daddy, for sure, and how he does. Is that, like, what you're hinting at? Like that's There's a- just so many factors at play, and none of it is going to be easy to deal with or process. Like, basically, I'm thinking about this from the perspective of, okay, is the talent worth the distraction? Sure. And I'm not saying Arch himself is, is a distraction, right? But what I'm saying is he's got the last name Manning. Yep. He's the number one player in America. People have been talking up since, talking him up since he was in seventh grade in the era of NIL, right? There's just going to be – like the amount of effort that schools are going to put into recruiting Arch Manning and trying to get him to commit, commit to their institution. Like, you think the Quinn Ewers circus was wild, both in terms of his initial recruitment and the portal bidding war that ensued when he left Ohio State? <laughs> Trust me, the Arch Manning circus will transcend that. I uh, I actually feel really bad for the kid. I do too, he's going to have incredible, unrealistic expectations 
wherever he goes and, and plays. If he goes to Texas, which, you know, a year ago, that was rumored to be the front runner. If he goes to Texas, well, this is finally the guy it's going to take a Manning to turn Texas around. If he goes to Alabama, well, he's, he's going to win three national championships and the best quarterback that Bama's ever had. Wherever he goes, it's going to be unrealistic expectations, and it's going to be totally unfair, which goes to the distractions that you're talking about. And that's what I'm saying. Like, can he ever live up to the hype? Is a guy like that ever going to be able to bear the weight of the expectations that have been placed on his shoulders and perform satisfactorily for whatever fan base, uh, of whatever school he ends up at? For his like, sake, I hope so, but the expectations are going to be be like Peyton, exactly. basically. Exactly. Be a Heisman Trophy winner, win a national championship, be a number one overall NFL draft pick, and then spend 10, 15 years, make five or six Pro Bowls in the NFL. Like, that is – those are the expectations that Arch Manning is going to yeah. carry by virtue of his name alone. And, no, it's not fair to the kid at all. I wanted to ask you a random question before we get out of here, and we can hit a couple texts uh, you know, after that. So when the move to the SEC was initially you know, announced, a lot of thoughts out there, including myself – is, okay, well, maybe OU can't just go into the Southeast and get whoever they want, but, man, they're going to make a living out West. That That is going to be the West Coast portal to the SEC, Oklahoma. They're going to own West Coast recruiting. Is OU still going to be a force out on the West Coast with Brent Venables, or with the ties they have in the Southeast, are they going to be more aggressive in that area? Yeah, I would imagine there will be a lot less of a priority placed on recruiting the West Coast. And look, the important thing is that OU's always going to have an in in that ter territory because of DeMarco Murray, sure. right? So if there's a guy that they really want to go and pursue out West, they're going to be able to make some headway in that recruitment. But Brent Venables is a guy that has built so many relationships, particularly in the state of Florida and in that geographic territory based on the way that he was recruiting at Clemson when he was defensive coordinator. Believe me, I can tell you for a fact, there have been some big, big names that have reached out to OU defensively from SEC territory since nice. Tom Bates was hired the other day. Nice. So, like... But believe me, that could end up being the most impactful hire of all from a recruiting standpoint is Todd Bates because that instantly gives Oklahoma a foothold with some of the elite defenders that will come out of SEC territory in the years to come. Let's hit a couple texts before we get out of here. What do we got? Let's see. Uh, Peyton didn't win the Heisman, says one listener. No, I, I'm not saying. And he never I, beat I, Florida I either. Did, but. And, and if Arch ever play, has to play Florida, it'll be, oh, my God. Peyton never beat Florida. We'll see if Arch can finally do it. Yeah, I think what I was getting at more than anything else is that Arch's expectations are going to be astronomically high because of the era in which he's playing. Right? Yeah. I think yep. they'll be even higher than they were for Peyton and Eli because not only does he have the name on the back of his jersey, but <laughs> he's growing up in the digital age. Like, It's just the reality of the beast these days. Yeah, Peyton was the, is the best quarterback that's ever played at Tennessee. It's not close. And then Peyton and, uh, or excuse me, Eli and Archie are one and two for quarterbacks at Ole Miss. And so wherever Arch goes, it'll be considered like, oh, well, he's just going to be the same there, wherever he goes. Final thought from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. As OU fans, we should love this. Every year OU starts off ranked high and predicted to do something big. We fail, but when we're under the radar, we have an awesome year. Yeah, hey, I, I know that probably checks out, but come on. OU has been and never should be scared of high expectations. So I say bring on a top five, top three ranking every single year. That, that's where that's where the University of Oklahoma belongs as a blue blood program. 
All right, that'll do it for us on Locked In with McComas and Thune. I got three more hours coming up next. Teddy joins us on the other side. It is the ref right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m. till noon on your home for Sooner fans.